G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also the globe. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking game changers and not the vegan version. My name's Jack and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate and fellow sporting diehard, Gus, Gus Bus. How you going mate? Good, thank you. Good mate, Jack. How are you? <laughs> Just wanted to reiter- reiterate good morning. it. Yeah, <laughs> good morning. Um, yeah, good, mate. Um, thanks again, Producer Frey, for helping us put this podcast together, mate. So thanks for coming in. Morning, good mates. Good, <laughs> good morning, all, good We're mate. all just good mates here. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the nitty gritty, um, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified grass-fed beef and pork, straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door. Or wherever or what, you are. Yeah, <laughs> wherever you want to be, they'll deliver it to you. <laughs> Um, guys, once again, before we start talking some game changes, game changes, game changes, we're going to give everyone once again, our sport of the week. People love sport of the week. You got to give the people what they want. (laughs) People do love it. I don't know how many, but heaps, we'll take it. (laughs) Um, so we've had some great ones in the past few weeks, which we're also going to do a poll, a listener poll on shortly. So stay tuned for that. Got some great ones. Um, tough to compete, I think, with some of them. Ominikin ball. Ominikin, Tobayoshi. Um, had another good one. I chess forgotten. boxing. Chess boxing <laughs> was pretty good. Um, pulling producer phrase saying that was a really bad one. I yeah, didn't enjoy. I, I do have to apologise to the listeners for last week's <laughs> ear pulling sport of the week, um, especially from friend of the show Tim Cousins as well. He did not did not rate that one at all. <laughs> And yeah, I'd have to agree with him. <laughs> it got the people talking though. It did. It's, which it's provocative. <laughs> so, on behalf of the show, apologies. <laughs> All right, we've done a couple. Last show was apologies, Matt Ebden. This show, apologies to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, let's yeah, we need to up our game. Well, let's just make some more apologies. It's fine. I like it. It's a good cycle. Yeah. Let's just get a publicist. It's natural. Some well-written apologies. <laughs> it's natural. All right, mate, what have you got for us? Sport of the week. Sport of the Week this week, it actually comes courtesy of my dad, who is an avid fan of Sport of the Week. The Silver Fox. The Silver Fox himself. He's, kem- he's He came up with quite a few, actually. This is one of my favourites. It's a traditional Scottish sport. So, you know it's Scottish because they compete in their kilts. Oh, yeah. And it's called Caber Toss. Have you seen it? Oh, no. Nothing? Caber Toss. Essentially, they play with... I'm going to guess it's a bunch of big men throwing something real heavy. <laughs> You're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> they take they essentially take a really, really, really long wooden pole. We're talking five to six meters, like a telephone pole. Yeah. Width or circumference, diameter, whatever you want to go for. Radius. Anyway, it's, a, it's spherical. No, sorry, cylindrical. Apologies. Yeah. They carry it vertically this long wooden pole sort of just down at their waist gotcha and towering above them they run 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 with it oh yes and they they throw it to try and flip it right yeah so the aim of the game is to flip it but the scoring is you want it to land as close to 12 o'clock as possible oh so the more 
closely related you are Before to vertical. Flip, and then it flips. Right. That's the better. So if you like just get it up over to like and tilting it, back towards and you. And it hits like 11 it, or 1 o'clock. And it just flips over. I think that's lesser in the judge's eyes. Do you know the scoring system? Or they just... I think flipping is better than not flipping. And then you just try and get close to 12. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all it's I know. Simple. Everyone look it up. You'll pretty much get the gist pretty quickly. Looks like great fun. I don't think I could do it. It's. I won't lie. It's a heavy bit of looking at it. It's a, it's a heavy bit of wood. Heavy bit of wood. <laughs> yep. And some strong Irish men. Scottish. Scottish, sorry. Scottish. Another apology. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's a good one, mate. Thank you. What's it called again? Cabotos. 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 Thanks, Steve. Shout out to Steve. Um, all right. Pretty good, mate. I don't mind that one. <laughs> I haven't really heard of it. No. TSC. Mine one's chaotic. Okay, as always. As always, but not as gruesome as previous sports of mine. <laughs> That's good. It's called Octopush. Stop it. Is it, or, play, is it played by Octopus? <laughs> no, it's played by humans. <laughs> Octopush, all right, or commonly known as underwater hockey. Oh. Mm. Yes. So, it's essentially like it, it looks like your players are getting ready for a water polo match. However, they're wearing scuba, like, uh, sorry, snorkel kits. Snorkel only. Yeah. There's a there's a puck, yeah. so a weighted puck yeah. that obviously sits on the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's essentially an underwater hockey match. So that instead of having a long hockey stick, it's like a five inch long little, yeah, a, a little handle. Implement. Like, yeah. Maddie, producer Fraser's pulling up some photos now. And essentially, you go down, hold your breath, you fight for the puck, and you've got a goalie. So, you've got to time your dives if you have only yeah. snorkel gear. So, when you watch it, you'll see like half the team on the bottom, half the team at the top looking and observing. Jeez. Yeah. Looking and then, when to insert themselves. Exactly. That's tough. So, it looks chaotic first, you know, when you first watch it, but I think there's quite a um, strong tactical element to it you as well. You need some good team chemistry there. And some good lungs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You'd need some lungs, that's for sure. Good team chemistry, good lungs. Um, but yeah, it's pretty friendly. And there's a referee like at the top giving hand signals. Swimming? No, not swimming. Dr- dry. <laughs> dry. <laughs> dry spectator. Yeah, so octopus. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that name. but <laughs> we're gonna... I'm, I'm guessing there are eight players. Un- underwater hockey, anyway. That could be... We could have been a tight race here for favourite sport of the week for the crowd. We'll see what the fans reckon. There might be an achievable one to play as well. Octopus, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, it'd be hard to get hold of that much pool, I guess. Oh, we can get it done. <laughs> Doing a podcast now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Rent out a few lanes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Um, so, yeah, that, there are two sports of the weeks. Um, once again, we're going to do a poll on them soon, so they're stay tuned. Ones. Yeah. yeah. yeah we could have ones. a tight battle there. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I do like yours. I like yours. <laughs> Romantic. Romantic. Oh. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx. Oh, <laughs> oh jinx. shit. Oh, I didn't do uh, it. All right, let's let's move on. Um before this gets a bit too outrageous. Um so we we're talking we're talking game changes today. Um in particular, we're going to start and look at um individual athletes who have done something or have been influential in the game that they play. So, Changed the game. Exactly. So, for example, have done a different move that everyone now implements within their sport or that, I, I guess, kids, you know, look up replicate. to and replicate. Exactly. Mm. Um, 
Because that's how a game changes, I suppose, at the grassroots. If something's cool, people start doing it and that's how it goes. Exactly. And we've seen some crazy good ones in the past. Our first, and I think probably the most influential one across the whole game, is Stephen Curry in the NBA. Yeah, massive change. So, would you agree, you know, pre-Steph Curry era, we saw a lot of points come from the paint um, and within and around the hoop. Baseline jumpers. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then essentially your three-point shooting was just like a an addition to your yeah. to your strong paint game. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I think the timing is fortuitous for Steph in that he's come around in an era when analytics, analytics was really taking off. So people looking at the sport in a different way, like Daryl Morey, um, looking at it in a more statistical way. Yep. I mean, it's, it sounds really simple that three is greater than two if you're, <laughs> if you're shooting at like a sort of similar percentage, but... We're not a maths podcast, but we do know that one. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that one's inside yeah. of my capabilities. Um, so I think I think he possibly benefited a little bit from the timing, but you have to say that he still just took it to a Another whole level. new level. We've never seen anything like it. Like we've seen obviously the likes of Ray Allen as well, you know, some really good three-point Reggie shooters. Miller Reggie Miller on the lineage before that, Del Curry... Yeah, just just solid three point shooters, but we've never seen anyone Stevie Kerr, Stevie spot Kerr. up Stevie. We've never seen anyone like Steph just con- you know probably consistently pull up hit from anywhere, thirty footers, thirty five footers, it, yeah, quick release. The guy's got it all. The thing is now, you see it every like so many like I think Steph is averaging eleven ish three point attempts a game. Dame I think eleven as well. Yeah, we spoke about them last week. Both of those boys can shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so many players. Trey Young averages a heap of attempts. James Harden gets them up. It's just common now. Yeah, well, that's and that's one of your stats where we've, he's changed the game. Yeah, he definitely has. Yeah. That actually, it's a good... I did a little bit of homework. So That's good. In the 80s, warm-up jacket Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Legend. <laughs> we love a warm-up jacket Larry Bird. He, he So he was like... He won two in a row or three in a row three-point shooting contest. Anyway, he won three and was considered like a real sharpshooter. He was he was obviously a forward. He had more to his game. He was passing, yep. dribble drive, take him in the post, do what you want. But he was a shooter. I think he considered it though. I don't think he loved it. I think he thought it was a bit of a novelty. Being because, able to shoot a three. Yeah, because it didn't... Well, you have to remember the line only came in in the... I want to say sometime in the 70s. Was it the 80s? I don't know. Anyway, it didn't exist. Yeah, right. In the NBA. They just... they You could shoot it from anywhere. It was a two. That would have been a very aggressive game, just going to attack the, yeah, attack yeah, the rim. it would have been. So it was just, I think it was a bit of a novelty. But what puts it in perspective, so bearing in mind he had three, he had seasons where he shot the three a bit more, like 85, 86, 86, 87. Yep. He averaged like three attempts a game. But average over his whole career, he averaged 1.9 three-point <laughs> attempts a game. No kidding. Right? <laughs> so I looked up how many players currently in the NBA shoot more than 1.9 attempts a game. Yeah. 187. Oh my god! <laughs> Almost everyone is <laughs> He's getting up the game. two or more a game, <laughs> right? That, yeah. The 187th player is Draymond Green. You're kidding. Big Draymond, who is he? He can shoot a three every now and then. Every too. now and again, but this year has been struggling a bit. Some people have called him backpack shooting Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> he had that really hot year, but anyway, he can. He's sort of you know he's an average shooter. For the NBA. In, yeah. the, in the real world, he's a fantastic shooter. Within the NBA, he's average, but he's still getting up more than Larry Bird got up in the 80s. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. a lot. That's crazy. 
And then I kept scrolling down the list. There are a couple of people averaging 0.1 three-point attempts a game. One of which <laughs> is Stephen Adams. Oh. Shooting, 0%. <laughs> what did he heave? He must have just heaved heave a half-court. Half-court, yeah. He hit one, though. Was it last season? Maybe it was last season. He's shooting 0% this year. Oh, this... Okay, yeah. That's just this year. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, it happens. He's not very... Like, he doesn't have the greatest touch. It's probably not his game. No. <laughs> but still. Yeah, it's just... It's crazy to put it in perspective how much it's been adopted and how common it is. It's crazy. And I think also the biggest thing too when you see... When you talk about game changes or game changing movies, how the youngsters coming through replicate it. Yeah, too That's true. a big thing. You know, if, if your youngsters start... Jacking up threes, willy nilly, you know, yeah. you've done something. <laughs> Which they do. They do, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, whole lot. Because heart. it looks, for a kid, I would argue it looks so much more achievable than like if you're a nine year old and you watch LeBron, six nine, build like a tank, jump out of the gym. He's a beast. Runs like the wind. Yeah. You're like, I can't replicate <laughs> this. Or Giannis, you're like, two steps from half court, dunk. Yeah. I'm not replicating this. Three dribbles end to end. Yeah, like, but yeah. you look at Steph and I think it's easier to gloss over the amount of hard work he's done in the gym to get that good yep. at shooting. And so as a kid, you just think that's something I can achieve. Exactly. Whether or not they take the hard work seriously, I don't know. You can, yeah, you can accept the fact you're not going to be tall as Giannis or like yeah. built big like LeBron. But looking at Steph, you're like, but he you was... Can shoot it. Going through college, even his first, his rookie years, he was tiny. He still is really thin. Yeah, he's not too big. Apparently, yeah. he's really strong. Apparently, he's got a really strong deadlift. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. <laughs> but I've heard. I think, I mean, anyway. Yeah. Well, but, it's like Joe Wilford with his bench press. But. <laughs> we just know these things. Just know. Here two in the bat. <laughs> yeah. That's what you come for. But yeah, anyway, so Steph. Steph and our, probably one of our Wardell, most... Wardell, Steph and Curry. Yeah. <laughs> one of our... Biggest, most most influential game changers. Um, Big time. One of my favorites currently, moving on from the NBA, is we're seeing at the moment through probably your most talked about player on the, the PGA Tour, so the golfing tour, the men's side. One of our favorites. One of our favorites. Bryson DeChambeau. 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 <laughs> um, so if you're not feel, uh, familiar with Bryson, um, he's a unit. <laughs> he is a big unit. Absolute unit. <laughs> but he wasn't always. So at the back end of the 2018-19 PGA season, he, I think he weighed, I don't know how much in pounds, but he weighs about 50 pounds less than he was now. Good golfer. Probably was the the fifth outside the 50 in terms of average drives off the tee. Mm. And his whole mindset after that was, I'm going to be the biggest driver on tour. <laughs> and what am I going to do to get there? What am I going to do? Get massive. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote, he said, I'm going to get massive. I'm going to become That's massive. Outrageous. So he's put on, yeah, from the back end of the 2019 season to the start of this current season, he's put on about 50 pounds of muscle. Just quietly. Isn't it weird how with sports, this is a taboo topic, but mm. with sports players, we talk about their weights all the time. <laughs> Is that kind of weird? Well, no, really. I guess it's just listed. That's just part of it's, being an athlete. That's true. Your body is your profession, so yeah. I guess it's up for debate. Your body's paying the bills. That's very true. So, yeah, Bryson, anyway, so... Oh, is it on Google? Yeah, we've got Bryson <laughs> up now. We're talking, he's standing at 
185 centimeters, a meter 85. About me with shoes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big fella. He's got heels on. And he's he's weighing in at 109 kilos yeah. of pure golfing Whoa. power. <laughs> it's not your t- traditional golfer. Um, so, crazy stat. So, he just broke last season. He broke Tiger's record for the longest average drive on tour. When Tiger broke the record back in, I think it was before like 06, 07, he broke the record by one yard. Bryson right. broke Tiger's record by 10 yards. Whoa, that's magnitude. Factors yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, so, so yeah. So he's, he's just blowing the game up. Yeah. So he's, he's not edging it forward. No. So, you know, what he's doing, which, which we saw a couple of weeks ago, is driving driving over lakes and hazards that we you know you wouldn't even think about doing previously you can drive over anything you can drive over anything and it makes sense it's like you know fundamentally the quickest way to get to the hole drive bigger drive yeah too true we probably should give a quick sh- like to be fair tiger i think did change the game in terms of professionalism and athleticism yep. in golf because it was traditionally thought of a lot more as just like an old man not in great shape sport Tiger, <laughs> Tiger came in in great shape oh, and was cranking the ball. Like, he'd still, I know he only broke that record by a little bit less. Yeah, he held that longest driving average for a long time. Years, yeah. So, I think you have to give him a huge nod for changing the game of golf as well. Definitely. Bryson is almost on that lineage of taking your physique and your athleticism a bit more seriously. Yep. He's just taken it to another level and gone crazy with it. And well, Bryson's also heavily influenced but one of his idols growing up is Tiger. So oh, there, there you go. go. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, so I think we're going we're gonna to see within golf um, bigger players, as long as they don't lose the mobility and the range of motion and the flexibility when they're getting big, we're going to see bigger drives and it's going to become the norm to be, you know, to hit a, a 370 yard drive so, so that's so outrageous that's which, just yeah, a long is, way for it a is ball crazy you imagine the speed coming off the tee of yeah. that ball i don't know if you saw but bryson teed off last week i don't know where it was but he shanked it so he topped it and it kind of rolled but it didn't but yeah. it still went like 290 300 yards oh, <laughs> worm burner yeah with a worm burner yeah. that's with outrageous a, yeah. so some serious power um but yeah so bryson dechambeau Another game-changing occurrence, I think. Yeah, changing the game. Changing the game. At the moment. Yeah. Maybe looking forward. All right, um, moving on from golf. Probably our third biggest one, which we've talked about and we love talking about. Close to home. Very close to home. Benji Marshall. The Goosey. The Goosey. <laughs> the Goosey. The Goosey. So, I, I feel Benji is, you know, similar to Steph Curry, is another one where he inspired literally thousands, a generation of kids you say yeah definitely i think if you speak to the players now they just love benji they still talk they still watch benji highlights i still do as well yeah. <laughs> never go back and just watch those early benji highlights oh that flick pass oh yeah oh god something else but the goosey or at least just people stepped like laurie daly brad fiddler they had famous steps right they had steps but, but they didn't give it some airtime. Yeah. they didn't give us some flair like that it was just a rapid change of direction it was like almost like a drop of the shoulder yeah, it was like going one way and then, all right, I'm going the other way yeah. now. And, but Benji took it to a whole new level of excitement. He gets some air. He got some air. You remember just being a kid, just throwing <laughs> massive air in a goosey, <laughs> not really stepping, not really changing direction. It, it didn't even have to be in like a footy context. You could just size up your mate at school and just jump in the air and give him a goosey. Give him a little goose. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And it's just, 
that's the sort of thing like like you're totally right it gets the kids excited and that just it, at the grassroots it changes the game and then they all come through the professional ranks 100 percent, and it just totally changes like whether and- or not it's it's not like in the same sort of zone it's more just like a tangential skill or like flair element to your overall rugby league game yeah as opposed to a three-point shot or a long drive is a key element or a foundational building block of your game yeah that makes sense yeah of course but it's all and it's also becoming more and more common like yeah it's pretty much the staple now for a good athletic half they got something yeah to you know have a bit of spring in their step we saw a big one from pappenhausen last year on, he got on Ponga. Ponga. <laughs> yeah. On Ponga, who is a bit of a goosey he, king. He loved, yeah, he's a goosey king at the moment. Um, but yeah, at speed too. Yeah. Change direction. So yeah. Benji Marshall, even his flick passing. Yeah, that as well. That is not just his goosey. I think, you know, he inspired this generation of kids coming up with a bit of flick passing, a bit of flamboyance. Yeah, we definitely in his game. We didn't see it as much. I yeah. said definitely like a Kiwi. I was so excited. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bit South African, but <laughs> I always struggle with that. Yeah. I can't. If you presented me with a South African person and a New Zealand person, I can't tell them apart. Really? I really struggle. I guess um, once I know, oh, they're from New Zealand. Then obviously, I get it. Yeah. But if I'm just talking to someone, I I really I couldn't tell you. I guess it's the same a weakness when, of mine. I guess it's the same when like people from America or Europe can't pick the difference between an Aussie and a Kiwi accent. Yeah, that's true. Well, they they try and do an Aussie accent and they do a British one. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. <laughs> good, good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how they do it. Anyway, anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay, so Benji Marshall, huge, very influential. Still is, still playing. God knows how old he is. 105. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Turning 106 <laughs> in May. Prehistoric and, and still goosey. Prehistoric. <laughs> <laughs> and still goosey. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the same zest that it used to. No, but it's still it's still there. It's still there. And you st- it's still good to see. And it's still good to see that the youngsters are still getting around him. Yeah, I just pulled that up. Benji Marshall is uh, 36 and weighing in at 93 kilos. There goes. In case you were wondering about the weight. The weight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Benji. We love Benji. All right. So that's that's our big He probably threat. debuted at like 75, I reckon. In those he was old pretty highlights. small, yeah. Yeah. For the Tigs. To, yeah. To yeah. be fair, everyone's probably bobbed up, but still. Anyway, so that, that's our that's our big three. So we've got Steph Curry, Bryson, and Benji. There's also a few more which we want to highlight, um, within tennis especially, and this is a bit of a no-brainer. Whether, whether someone was doing this before him, but our man Nick Kyrgios, the trick shot king. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting around this one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a way, he kind of influenced the underarm serve a little bit. That's um, true. And you tweeners, you threw the legs. Um, Producer Frey, great point. Monfils oh. had a bit of bit of a trick shot flair bef- before Curios. His whole game is built on flamboyance, though. So I guess yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gail. Another apology. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway, so you play as like, it's not in particular just Kyrgios. So we'll add Gail. Even at the moment, you're also seeing like a, a Bublik. They're, they're throwing in underarm serves between the legs. I don't, obviously, it's for show, but your youngsters are picking up on it. So there's also a big phase of your youngsters trying these things. Even I see in training, your, your young high-performance kids are doing tweeners. Bublik with the no look. No look Producer shots. Yeah, which is a useless shot. I think. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks cool. Looks, looks very, very good. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, to so be fair, traditionally it's not really a part of tennis at all. 
You've just never seen... Like, there's no room for flair usually in tennis. So, it is good to see a bit it, of something. I love it. Yeah. You know, wh- it's just like... Whether it, come, it. whether it comes from Kyrgios or Monfils, like... That's a match I want to watch. Even second round of any tournament, I want to watch that match. Yep. Sometimes, you can just catch the result. Because you're just like, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's one you want to watch. Yeah, you know? it's So, it gets people tuned in. It so does. I guess that does change the game. Um, right. You know what? I'm on board. <laughs> I started off board, but I boarded late. Just oh. as the ship was pulling away, I jumped on. Oh, God. I should be a real estate agent. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Razzle-dazzled me. All right. Um, Next one, which is an interesting one. I haven't heard of. I've only... Um, this could be one for producer Freya. Yeah. So, uh, the next one we want to highlight is... His name His name is Reza Alipur. And he is... If you're not familiar, he's a speed climber. So, envision, I guess, rock climbing up a 15-meter wall get up there as quick as you can, essentially. So, previously, before Reza came and did his thing... So, it's important. The key is that... Am I right in saying, Producer Frey, the 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 holds yep. are the same every time? Yeah, same holds, same angles, same distances. It's an identical track So, you can practice time. it. Yeah. Practice yeah. those movements. And if you look at it, um, if you bring up a photo, if you have time, but it's it looks like a zigzag pattern to the top sort of a slalom exactly yeah so traditionally before reza came in the way to go about it was to try and hit that pattern so kind of deviating deviating left and right from the midline Mm. reza came in and changed it by literally jumping straight up so i guess is this correct me if i'm wrong producer frey but instead of zigzagging up the wall reza was so powerful that he essentially could use his weight transfer to go straight up. It looks crazy. It People, is hectic. Everyone should look up the video of him breaking the world record. It literally looks like he's running. It looks like he's being pulled up by like a winch. <laughs> it doesn't seem real. And he does it in... What's, what time does he do it in? 5.48 seconds. Climbing vertically up 15 meters in five it's seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> do you reckon you could do that horizontally? On all fours, <laughs> be a good race. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think he'd get me comfortably. About even on twos, mate. What are you? On twos, I think you get him. Maybe on twos. I'd like to see it though. Yeah. Gus versus Reza. Maybe send me over like thirty-five on twos. Him vertically. No, up I want 15. you on all fours. Horizontal on all fours across <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not built for that. So I'll just I'll dive into that Reza a little bit deeper because we're talking about game changers. After he performed this move on the world stage, set the record, that move that he's done to start the climb is now called the Reza. <laughs> and it is the staple for rock climbers in speed climbing. For, for Everyone every does it. Now. Th- that's when you know you've changed something. Yeah, that when you have <laughs> a move named in your honor, the Reza. That's all time. The Reza. That is crazy. Oh, anyway. That that's our best yeah, yet. That's a great one. Um. Going back to basketball as well, one we, we want to highlight Just is... Just a bit of a shout-out. Yeah, shout-out to Kareem. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, because I think I think he should have... Well, I guess, I don't we know, definitely, should have. I think he should have changed the game with his... Definitely his skyhook. Because he... I mean, it was an unguardable bucket. So, you throw it to Kareem, you feel really confident you're getting two points. Yep. But no one has really recreated it. People do baby hooks, no. jump hooks. And they attempt it every now and then, but it's like a bit of a laugh. Yeah, it's not really... And it's like, why don't we see a bit more of a skyhook? Too too hard, maybe. I think so. It's hard for your big boys to have really good touch these days, I think. That's true. And to wind it all the way around and then just rely on a flicked wrist. 
That's tough. It is tough. It is tough. So anyway, I think it's worth highlighting him because it's something that if it was more doable, you'd think through the eighty or through the nineties people would have been doing it, following his lead, but they just didn't. Probably not now because no one posts up. Yeah. But maybe in the nineties it could have changed the game, but it just didn't. Yeah, that's that's true. And also other athletes in the NBA as well. So you Michael Jordan's and you Sha- you Shaquille's. Yeah, just athletically dominant. Sort of changed the game. Like Shaquille O'Neal briefly changed the game in that every team had like three seven footers just to foul him <laughs> and not to do anything else. From like the Euro League or the NBA wherever you can find him. <laughs> just pull him in, give him a foul, move on. Yeah. So that's a game change, but obviously didn't last because your, your goal Curry is to come. Boys. Your goal is to come on and get six fouls. Yeah, <laughs> come hard on. fouls. We'll take fifty percent free throw shooting. From I don't the want big any fella. buckets. I don't want any assists. Just get into him. Just foul Shaq. That's unreal. So that's a game. Well, they were definitely good enough to have you know influence to change the game. But actually, we should mention Charles Barkley created a rule. They yeah. didn't have five seconds back to the basket rule before Chuck. Oh really? Because he would post up from like the high post, get the get his booty into people and just back <laughs> them down relentlessly until he was under the hoop yeah. and get a layup. Yeah. And so they invented the five seconds back to basket. So rule. before that he could literally back up on the three point line and just, just as long as he wanted. This will work you down. And they were like, you know what, this is no good. Oh we change it. So that's a game changer. It is a game you changer. You get a rule. Greg Inglis with his shoulder charge on Dan Young and yeah, that's, Dan Young. That's true, I suppose. No shoulder charge. That's a, you know, is he a game changer? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And that pretty much, before we get into game next, changes, yeah, yeah, slight difference in our next segment is game changes. So athletes who have changed played, games. Changed games. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, we're going to delve into our next segment over or underrated. A little quick fun over under exactly so if you didn't listen to last week's podcast um we broke this segment up with a little over or under underrated where gus and i are going to give each other three topics sporting related mostly yeah tangential at least yeah (laughs) i would say until we break that rule one day and we're going to give our opinion yeah so do you want to go first three in a row or me you go hit me okay first one is halftime or pre-game entertainment at grand finals and the Super Bowl? <laughs> overrated or underrated? Oh, my God. Overrated. <laughs> it's up. just... Oh, oh, unless... Oh, we've, uh, we've just had some shockers in the past, I think. Had a few air swings, I guess. Yeah, unless you can get, you know, some quality. The one I really liked was James Blunt before State of Origin one here. Did you, though? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect vibe. <laughs> It was just James with his acoustic guitar. Oh, nothing better than to hype up a bunch of burly blokes and a bit of acoustic music. Gets the people going. It doesn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, overrated. Um, it depends who you get in. If you can get like a, I don't know, <laughs> something a bit more heavy. <laughs> I'm not saying heavy metal. Maybe just ACDC tribute band. Or the real thing. Never know. Never know. Overrated. Next. <laughs> Next. Firstly, just remember the Titans as a movie, but hold on. Yep. More specifically, Ryan Gosling's defense when he gets thrown in the game in Remember the Titans. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no one really talked about it, so so underrated. He did a job. He probably weighed like 50 kilos. He was small. He was real small. Underrated. Underrated. And the movie? Underrated. 
Such a good film. I might even watch it tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> it's all time. <laughs> Makes me tear up. Um, yeah, under, underrated for Igos. <laughs> Next. The Chip and Chase in Rugby League as a genuine late game option if you're down a try. <laughs> well, I'm going to say underrated because I like... When watching a team and they're down by six and there's only a few minutes to go, I'm hunting for a chip yeah, chase. Yeah, I always want to see it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, especially if your playmaker's got the ball. It's like, is it coming? Is it coming? Yeah, I've never grown out of being 10 and, years old. And also the defensive team have a sniff that it, it might be coming, so they lag off, so there's an opportunity for some broken play yeah. action. Like, it's just, it's great. Underrated. I love that. I'm really glad. <laughs> okay. All right. I've got three for you. Let's hear them. First one is within sports, wearing ankle socks. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> I like a long sock. Yeah, me too. The, an ankle sock. Look, <laughs> Marty Fish. That's look. a good point. You don't see much ankle. So is it just perfectly rated? It's well rated, I guess, because people know it's not the top tier option. It's what you think, mate. Yeah, well, for me, overrated. But Producer Frey does make a good point. People aren't really using ankle socks, so... That's true. People know. Or the roll-down sock in the rugby. <laughs> Tyson Frizz. You see, a lot of them now just have like shorter, shorter socks. Yeah, being yeah, made. yeah, yeah. I think I do, and just to show off the calves. Actually. I don't mind that. All right, next one. New tennis ball smell. <laughs> <laughs> the sound I just made. <laughs> there are a couple of moans just coming from. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> Underrated. It could, it could never be anything but it's because that it's good. Or, it's like pretty hyped already. Like when someone cracks a new tin, so yeah, is I'm it still underrated? Yeah, I'm so excited, <laughs> and every time it blows me away. <laughs> it's better than I could ever wish for. And brand to brand too. It doesn't matter. does not matter. It's, it's gonna... just the best smell. Yeah, I love it. All and right. the best feeling. All right. This is my favorite one. Last one. You're going to love this. NRL players transitioning to boxing. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so overrated. Oh, what I about think... a charity bout? Obviously, when you think about... Obviously, like, your, you know, your mundane is one that was really stood out as he probably excelled. He actually was a... Ge- yeah, he turned into a genuine boxer. Um, But... You know, Hopawadi, Paul Gallen, Paul Gallen, oh, Tavita Pangai is also Sunny Bill, Junior Paulo yeah. put the gloves on. I think Papali, Big Papa did. Yeah, I don't know. It it's exciting. It gets people involved, but I think it's a little bit overrated. Okay, all right, I agree. Ankle socks, overrated. Yep. New tennis ball smell, underrated. Underrated. NRL players transition transitioning to boxing, <laughs> well and truly overrated. Overrated. Yep. All right, that was great. That was good. <laughs> Glad to give ourselves some good positive feedback yeah. early. <laughs> good job, everyone. Mid-podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. Good job, everyone. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. So, finally, we're going to talk about athletes who have changed sports. Change okay. Game changes. Exactly. So, the first one we're going to talk about, the, probably one of the biggest ones, or the biggest two, the most two influential, MJ, Michael Jordan. So, he's transitioning from the NBA to baseball the mlb the mlb and oh it wasn't sorry it was minor league it was so minor it league. wasn't it wasn't he was close to yeah. the majors but um and he did pretty well well those interviews in the last dance would have you believe that he was making progress and making strides in practice yep. so whether or not he would have continued and kicked i don't know yeah but anyway, he was, you know, he was solid. He was genuinely solid in the minor leagues, which is pretty, that's very good at baseball, you know, like to make it to the major leagues, I think you have to be out of this world. So that's tough. Minor leagues is still respectful. They're still professional. Itself. Yeah. They're still prof- full professional players. So 
So yeah, MJ, a huge one. Um, similarly to that, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo knows. So Bo knows this and Bo knows that. If you're not familiar with Bo Jackson, <laughs> has a child called Quest lyric. <laughs> That was another slogan of yours. <laughs> I say that all the time. Um, so, if you're not familiar with Bo Jackson, he, um, I believe he's the only player I ever. Think so. I think so. To play professionally both NFL, NFL and in the MLB at the same time. And the only only ever athlete to compete in both All-Star games. True, yeah. he did. Yeah, so. so he did at the same time, alternating seasons. One's a summer sport, one's a winter sport over there. And... I think the consensus was he was a bit better at NFL, but I think he liked he seemingly liked baseball a bit more, which is I guess why he kept doing it. Right. I think he was just so physically dominant, super fast, big, strong, could jump over the offensive line. Um, <laughs> literally, so I think he literally just was just unstoppable in the NFL. But I think he just got his career got cut short because he had a pinched blood, a vein or blood vessel in his hip when he yeah, got he got a, he got dragged down from behind. Bit of a sad story, actually. But yeah, it just it ended up having all these complications, and he was sort of never the same again. It was really sad, but everyone should look up some of those highlights because it's superhuman. They are crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. So it's a really sad story for sport lovers because I would have loved ten years more worth of highlights. And they would have been unbelievable. They too. would have been unbelievable. But oh. anyway, well, well worth a game changer. Not yeah. even, I guess, not even a game changer. He did just did it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> just did Michael Dublé. <laughs> oh, too good, Bo. Too good. Too good. All right, our next one coming very local. Start local, stay local, baby. This, as I always say, this is another good one. Um, is Ash Barty? Yeah. So her transition from the WTA tour to our local WBBL league. So cricket. I think she played for the Brisbane Heat. Yeah, played for the Brisbane Heat. Stopped her tennis Which career. Is a professional whether contract. she yeah, whether whether, yeah, whether she was just over the touring life as it being young. She was pretty young, right? When she did it when she was what, 18ish? Yeah. And I think she also really enjoys like her footy and her cricket. Just a just a sportswoman. Sportswoman. She's yeah. just into it. So, obviously with her hand-eye coordination, she could probably pick up many things. Yeah, cricket she's cricket being one of them, just, apparently. Just too good. <laughs> Um, so, yes, she played a season, a couple of seasons, maybe one season in the WBBL. Maybe one. Average, you know, average 11 or 12 runs a game. Had a 60-odd run score. Yeah, so... At one stage. She could play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of like the Michael Jordan. If she kept playing, the signs are there that she'd just continue to be really good, I think. Yeah, and she would have just gotten better and better. Yeah. Whether she... I guess she came back really refreshed, though. So I guess it did its job in that way, right? Like, it did. Well, she's number one in the world now. So. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it really worked. The game changing. So back it. It's one of those ones. You, yeah, it's sort of in their own category of not just a jump to another sport, just a little segue into another sport, little dalliance with yep. it, and then back, which is just, just like a, Michael Jordan. Just a little hiatus, Yeah, it's a good list to be on. Lady. <laughs> MJ, Bo Jackson, and Ash Barty. Yeah, you don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, other fairly common ones that we see are obviously in your footy codes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty common. Probably a little bit easier to transition from rugby league to rugby union to AFL, but obviously it still requires going to AFL is definitely the big a the big change, change for the um, rugby players. But the two biggest ones that we've seen have which have transitioned to all three codes apart from the A League. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not to, it's just completely different. Anyway, 
Israel Folau, Carmichael Hunt. So they are probably, I think, the two only players that have played all three. So they went to AFL first. So this was at the time AFL, for some reason, was trying to do these big money rugby league recruitments. I guess they wanted... I don't know why. Maybe it was just a tactical... Because they played for the Gold Coast, right? Oh, no. Folau played for Western Sydney. Yep. Maybe it was just a tactical try and get Queensland supporters into AFL. And also, I think at the time, like... And the rugby league also had these wingers and edge players that could just leap. Just freaks, yeah. And whether or not, you know, people were hyping about that and the AFL were like, oh man, wouldn't it be great to For have some For some reason, there was a lot of talk about it. Like, Greg Inglis had a lot of talk about it as well, remember? It was like, Sydney Swans want Greg. Want Greg, yeah. And he like, <laughs> drop punted a ball into the stands after a try one time. Yeah. Just to be like, show them he had it. <laughs> I don't know. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just like, there was this weird conversation going around. But they, they did, you know what? One of them, was it Carmichael kicked a game-winning goal on the siren? Oh, yeah. So, he's done it. He's done it. He definitely did it. That t- would have taken so much hard work. But they've, and yeah, 100%. And they've followed the same path as well. Rugby league AFL. to AFL to rugby union. And had success, really successful careers there as well. And now, will we see Izzy loop back around to the rugby league again? I think he's playing rugby league, is he not? For the Catalans? He is too. He's just banned from the NRL. He's playing rugby league though. Yeah, and that's we won't get into a controversial topic, but we might see him in the NRL this season. We never know. But yeah, awesome transition from from code to code there. And we've seen a few NRL players have another go. Like we just spoke about Anthony Mundine. Yeah, he actually was a really talented five eighth, right? Yes, he was in the halves. Really talented footy player yeah, playing for St George. Ended up becoming a champion boxer. Probably a better boxer than he was a football player. Yeah, which is. That's pretty crazy because yeah. that's a it's such a technical sport, you know. There's so much to learn and so many hours you have to be in the ring to get those instincts. Yeah, when's when's he gonna retire? Well, he just got absolutely. <laughs> he just, he, he should retire. He's fifty, man. He's forty-five. Jeez. And he got in the ring with Michael Zarafa, who's scary. Whether his ego is still really high or he just still loves the game, but he just got. Yeah, know. it was he hard to watch. Hard yeah, to watch. It's just dangerous. It's just you, he's, you know. It's I not think good. For, for your health, I think. It's just dangerous, particularly as you get older. You've had a great career, mate. Just come on. Hang it up. Yep, hang it up. Um, Not to push him out the door, but just, just want to see everyone stay healthy and safe, you know? Yeah, exactly. And just briefly to mention from your NRL players, also transitioning, some of them we've seen to NFL. True. So big ones, Jared Hayne. The Hayne Plane. The Hayne Plane. Had liftoff in and, preseason oh, at least. They loved him over there. Yeah, they liked talking <laughs> they about Benji Mike, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Maybe it was just a different talking point, but... um. And we've also seen Val oh, Holmes, yeah. producer Frey, Mundine to confirm retirement. retirement. Probably a good call. Anyway. Yeah, Val Holmes went Val over Holmes. as well, just for a season. And I think they were both... Just w- to get uh, out of the Sharks. <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's nah. not it. He did chase the dream. I think it was probably a good call to come home. I think he probably missed being at home. And he ended up in Townsville, which is where he's from. And that's where he wanted to be, I think. Yeah, so I think it all worked out for him. But it was it's a pretty cool experience just to be in the squad over there, you know. Oh, that's a dream. Yeah. Can't blame can't fault anyone for chasing that and giving and, it a go. And both to create like especially Jared Hayne creating a highlight reel over there. Yeah, he actually did. He created a highlight reel in his preseason game. So good to see. Um a couple I don't know whether these are uh, any serious ones, but Usain Bolt. Play. <laughs> he played some football. He played for the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, off the bench, I think. Did he play in the A League or was it just like the FFA, FFA Cup or something? It was an, I think it was a cup match, but it was still, still a match. Yeah, we take those. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bit um, he's a bit of a. He played in the NBA All Star Celebrity Game as well. He just loves getting around. Bit of a multi sport athlete. Yeah. Well, th- which leads me to my next question to round up the segment. 
Is this because, are we seeing this because the athletes are just super talented or are we seeing it because there's big interchangeability between from these sport to sport? So you'd say, obviously going from tennis to cricket, there's interchangeability there with your hand coordination. That's true. That's a good point. Or is it just the athlete? They're just a dom- you know, talented, super dominant athlete. I think there's probably a couple of categories. So all the footy code swaps, although it would require a heap of work to go to AFL, I think generally going amongst the footy codes, that's just, they're fairly, there's a lot of crossover skill. Yep. Like you say, tennis and cricket, there probably is a little bit of crossover skill. Shock Mun- Anthony Mundine going to boxing. It's a bit different. That's a very that's, different. Because it's very so that's, technical. So that's dominant. You'd almost put him in a different category, maybe with Bo Jackson and MJ. Yeah, Because those agree. are totally different They're sports. They're different sports. Totally yeah. different sports. Not much crossover. So to go into that routine... That's when you'd have to lean towards the athlete. Really dominant know, athlete. Strong mindset, willing to dedication, discipline. A lot of work. A lot of work. Obviously, they're still coordinated and... Yeah, of course. <laughs> physically gifted. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know who that is, producer Frey. Just the dedication chat. Great book, Josh Waitskin. Champion chess player, master chess player. <laughs> Grandmaster? Grandmaster, mate. Youngest, I think, oh, ever. Wowee. And then he, he transitioned into the... Oh, I think he was a world champion at hand pushing. What? Whoa. Yeah. And he, he's written this fantastic book just about the mentality that you need to be an athlete and whether it's chess or if it's a physical sport like hand pushing it's it's the same you know just what is hand pushing <laughs> tsc <laughs> sport stage, of the week next yeah, week don't get into it because stay that. tuned for next week <laughs> put that one in the bank yeah <laughs> a little bit of homework tick um oh sweet well good read then yeah the right. art the art of learning all right and cool. very relatable to our last question i think i heard someone say that becoming a chess grandmaster is like doing multiple phds because it just takes so much study to learn all of these variations of these openings and well, all you're of doing these your concepts. PhD at the moment, mate. Maybe you should just become a chess grandmaster. <laughs> no time. No, I think I've missed the boat. Everyone these days is a grandmaster by like 15. Mm. I'm, I've missed the boat. Well and truly. Way too late for yeah, me. Sorry, yeah. So sorry, mate. That's all right. Rub it in my Still face. Still a good rec chess player. Yeah. Recreational. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get back to it. So essentially, I think I'd agree with you. I think it comes down to more so the talent the drive and the ability of the athlete as opposed to the interchangeability of the sports. A lot of work that we don't see, I think. Yeah, and the public don't see. Yeah. All right. Well, that rounds us off. Thanks again for listening to our Game Changers segment. Game Changers Um, and Game Changers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And thanks, Gus, for joining me. Thank you, Jack, for having me. (laughs) You're welcome, mate. (laughs) Um, And once again, thanks to our producer, producer Frey, for helping us put this podcast together once again. And also our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef, who have been helping us in the last few weeks. And yeah, thanks, boys. We'll see you next week. See you then.